And it says in the catechism, yeah. paragraph 2227, in case anybody wants to look yes. it up, be generous and tireless and forgiving one another. Mutual affection suggests this. The charity of Christ demands it. Right. We so have to do this. So it's not a suggestion. This. No, we have to do this. If we're <laughs> going to we? be schools of love, we need to be schools of right. mercy. Yeah. Yeah. That's some tough stuff. It is. But I think of how different the world would feel if we did this well. This episode of Beyond Sunday is sponsored by the Pime Missionary Sponsorships at a Distance program. This school year, become a Pime sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or seminarian. See how you can support a student in need at pimeusa.org slash 52 sponsorships. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. For the 38th time, I am your co-host, <laughs> Nicole Joyce. And I am still your other co-host, Rocky McCormick. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. How's it going? Good. 38. Welcome to episode 38. 38. That's crazy. It doesn't feel like that long. Mm-hmm. And yet, it does. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like we've been doing this forever. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. So, um, you know I'm food motivated. Yes. Let's talk about the food in 52 Sundays this week because oh. it's one of my favorites. It is pretty exciting. So yeah. let's give a shout out to St. Andrew Kim and Companions yes. because their feast day is September 20th. And St. Andrew Kim is one of our Korean saints and martyrs. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes he is. We actually have a St. Andrew Kim parish here. We do. Northville. In Northville. Yes. Yes. And uh, if you go to 52sundays.com for this coming Sunday, my bulgogi recipe is mm-hmm. in there, which is a Korean barbecue dish mm-hmm. that uses Korean beef and you marinate it as long as possible to make it extra, extra, extra tender. And then you cook it on super high heat, either on a barbecue. I personally at home just use a wok and I just make it super hot. Where's my plate? <laughs> as I said, I am food motivated and we talked about this. Where, where is You my will have to just show up on my porch on September 20th around dinner time. Okay. And then I will Done. definitely I'm gonna feed put it you. In my, I'll put it in my planner. Yes, I will definitely feed you. Now, if you are not a super culinary-oriented person, if you don't like cooking or you don't have time for cooking or whatever, mm-hmm. you can probably swing over to like your local Korean grocery store, like H Mart, oh, yeah. and buy pre-marinated beef. And isn't there a Korean barbecue place? Yes, in the same too? strip mall, yeah. which is also delicious, but a little pricey. Yeah. Worth it for a feast day, I think. For sure. My husband took us there for my birthday. Nice. And it was delicious. And they, they, my kids ate all of it. Right. All the things. I have one finicky eater. Mm, and okay. so we were talking about like exploring the saints through food through the year because we did this at the school. But, yeah. Um, working full time now, I can't necessarily do that at the school. So they were sad. And I'm like, we'll do it at home, which two of them are very excited about. And one is like for them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like... Nope, I am instituting the you eat what's on the table. You have to at least try a bite, and then you can go make yourself a sandwich. I am not making you a separate meal. Move along. Nope. Right? But... But you know rice. Everybody likes rice. Oh, she loves rice. plain. That's true. I can just give her the rice. That works. (laughs) That's super healthy. That's very nutritious. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I'll throw some peanut sauce on. We are not supposing that you're... We are not proposing that you give your children just rice for dinner. Mine would gladly just eat that for dinner. Yes. 
So anyway, aside yeah. from bulgogi, what are we uh, what are we talking about here? So this is a continuation on the theme or a variation on the theme from last week because the gospel is still talking about forgiveness as though it's important for us as Christians or something. It's almost like it's a thing. <laughs> kind of. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Um, so this week we are continuing on that theme of forgiveness as we hear the story of the unforgiving servant in the gospel. And so we did talk last week a little bit about bearing wrongs patiently and what being wronged even means in the context of our families. When is it tattling? When is it injustice? I'd just like to point out that we as Catholics do not take everything in the Bible literally. So if your children have ever said, I don't need to forgive you because this is the 78th time (laughs) that you've asked me, (laughs) quoting right out of the Sunday's Gospel, that's not a thing. No. (laughs) No, it's, it's symbolic in nature. Yes, thank you. But as I was praying with this weekend's gospel, <laughs> that that did not that didn't jump out at me. <laughs> but what kept coming to me was that quote that unforgiveness is like drinking arsenic and waiting for the other person to die. That's a powerful image, right? Like in our unforgiving, it's not harming the other person at all. It's not resolving the conflict. It's not making their life any different. It's actually harming us even when it feels justified in the moment and there are times when you're like why would I forgive them they haven't made amends but and I think there have been studies done don't quote me that it really is damaging to us psychologically and physically absolutely to that kind of resentment yeah so maybe we can talk a little bit about today um, how our families can become schools of mercy and forgiveness And how we help our children to avoid that trap of resentment. Because I think all of us have lived in families long enough that we know that there are some family um, history, some fights that go generations back. Yeah. I remember growing up. Yeah. With like the stories of who did who wrong. Which auntie was mean to so-and-so. Or which brother-in-law we just can't stand because they did X, Y, and Z. I mean, my mom, God bless her had dementia and even in her dementia she knew which brother-in-law she did not like (laughs) oh my gosh like one day i'm visiting her she's like he is in my house and he's doing things i'm like mom he does not live in this country oh no i just know it oh my god just know it (laughs) (laughs) so how do we how do we help break that cycle yeah and and we as families are particularly called to teach this Right. Like this is part of being domestic church. And it says in the catechism, paragraph 2227, in case anybody wants to look it up, be generous and tireless and forgiving one another. Mutual affection suggests this. The charity of Christ demands it. Right. We have to do this. No, we have to do this. If we're (laughs) going to be schools of love, we need to be schools of mercy. Yeah. Yeah. That's some tough stuff. It is. But I think of how different the world would feel if we did this well. Mm. Like, doesn't it feel, and this is just a complete, like, random squirrel thought, like, it just feels like sometimes we're in this cycle of gotcha. Like, how are we going to get back at, how are we going to own, is that, that's the new lingo, right? How are we going to own the other side? Yeah. And I what, didn't know that was new lingo. I just it's old? Today. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't think it's all that new. <laughs> but anyway, like, how are we, what would it look like if we could break that cycle? And like respond it. to those situations in a way that frees people 
from the prison of unforgiveness. Sure. And within our own families, that's so vital yeah, in having a healthy family dynamic. Yeah. So do you have like a three-step program for us? Ice cream. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that I mean, was the answer to everything. Step. It's a good I first do not. Step. Well, and I think good. honestly, I think that's where we fall into a trap is that we want those easy programs. Yeah. And every influencer out there will give you and sell you something, mm-hmm. but nothing is going to circumvent the hard work that it is. Okay. okay. Um, and you know, when we're talking about those those cycles in our family, there are going to be times when it's going to feel tiring. It's tiring to have those same battles over and over or to be exhausted. Like, you know, there, there are times when those battles with our children, with our siblings, whatever, can feel very, very tiring. Well, yeah, and especially it's, if it's like a very young, yeah. you know, if you have toddlers, you know how hard it can be if they just get set on something right. and they're just hung up at it for days, weeks. I mean, that's so draining. <laughs> it's right. exhausting. Yes. But again, I think it helps to know that that's just how their brains work yeah and if we can walk with them through it that each day their brain's going to release it a little a little a little a little Mm -hmm. you know and they are they man they get fixated they are like hyper focused on on things my kids are older and there are times when they also or like we'll be done with a fight for weeks and then all of a sudden that memory snaps back. Remember that time when? Oh. <laughs> right? And so it really is a challenge for us as parents because I think some of us have that that tendency as well. I certainly do. Yeah. Um, and I have to take it to prayer every time to be like, no, we have, we've come away from that. So whatever wound that is, whatever hurt that is, I offer that to Jesus. Mm. Right? To be like, heal that because we can't live in the past and we cannot approach the future living in fear of what might be but it's totally normal to grow weary of it and again know yourself if you need a break take a break let them be angry it's okay it's okay for them to be angry for a little bit Mm -hmm. but you know what it's gradually teaching them that that cycle of mercy and doing it ourselves and I talk about this with our kids all the time like there is an actual cycle of mercy and as Catholics it is inherent in our sacramental life when we go to confession there is there are things we do. So there is a three-step process. <gasps> there is. A it's not a program, but there is a three-step process. Okay, let's process. hear it. The first is to repent. You have to actually say what it is you're sorry for and Amen. be sorry. Yeah. Not just the words, but really in your heart to have a repositioning, okay. a re-posturing. Okay. To be sorry for what you did. And then we have to repair. Right? We do a penance when we go to confession. You have to do something that attempts to repair the reach. Now we don't do that on our own. We do that through the mercy of God and through the grace of, of God. Yeah. But we have to attempt something. Mm-hmm. How can we make it right? Sure. And then we reconcile. Yeah. Like it's premature to come to someone and be like, sorry, bro. Unless you have an understanding <laughs> as, as certain children do that that is a full apology. Right. But like just in general or like the fake apology. I'm sorry you were hurt by that. Yeah. That's not oh, an that's apology. The worst, right? Right? It's awful. Oh, it's sorry pretty... you. Sorry you misinterpreted what I was saying. Right. Sorry. You. Like and yeah. maybe there was a misinterpretation, misinter- but it should always be I. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the the apology is always on my behavior. Yeah. Not yours. Yeah. And that's why we we call this 
the sacrament of reconciliation. Right. right. It's not just one piece of these three very important steps or mm-hmm. or processes. It's it's all of it together. But it has. But it ends with reconciling. And we as domestic church do on a smaller scale what the universal church does Absolutely. on a larger scale. And one of those things that we should be exercising in our home is a smaller version of the sacrament of reconciliation. Right. Yeah. And then. On the flip side of the person who's doing the the repenting is the accepting yeah. of that apology and the administration of mercy. So what do we do mm-hmm. when we're having a really hard time forgiving someone? Um, we go lock ourselves in our room, read a book, and eat ice cream. I knew ice cream was going to come into this yeah, conversation Here's again. the funny thing. like I don't even eat ice cream because <laughs> I can't. My body does not like that. Listen, there's this new dairy-free ice cream at Aldi. Oh. Do you guys know I love Aldi? We do. I love Aldi. And it's made with coconut milk, and they have a mint chocolate chip. That is Get an out. excellent That is my dupe, favorite flavor. Right? Mine, too. And it is Seriously, it's an excellent dupe. All right, I know where I'm going it's after creamy this. creamy and delicious, and you need to have some in your freezer at all times. Yeah, but if I did that, the kids would sneak in there and eat it all. Okay, then you need to about, hide it inside like a bag <laughs> of frozen I'm peas. I'm like, I need my own freezer <laughs> in the bedroom, freezer. please. <laughs> hide it in a bag of peas. That's yeah, or hide it in a bag of peas. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I'm just saying. should always have backup ice cream. Fair. It's Fair. Important. Oh, my goodness. So, but anyway, I think that, one, you surrender it. Yes. Right. Like even Jesus from the cross says, Father, forgive them. Mm-hmm. And so in those moments when we can't forgive, we're struggling, we can, we can place them in the hands of the Father. Yeah. And again, like I was talking about earlier, figure out what it is in me that was hurt or if we need some other act of reparation to be able to begin that healing process, to begin that reconciliation, to say, and to be able to speak that to the other person in love. To say, I appreciate that, but this is what would help alleviate whatever harm was done. Because they might not know. They might not know how their words hurt you or how their actions hurt you. Yeah. And to be honest about that, too. Mm. But then also just practice surrendering it. That's so difficult for a lot of people, I think, yeah. because they don't want to be, you know, inauthentic. They don't want to fake it. No, and but... But in in some ways, you kind of do like kind of fake it till you make it in some cases, right? Like sometimes starting to go through that motion Mm -hmm. will help you feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's okay to say, you know what? I I really want to forgive you. Yeah. I'm still struggling. Yeah. I'm still struggling. We'll get there. Yeah. The goal is still there. And I would say that, like make it your goal, but Mm -hmm. don't expect to get there overnight. Yeah. And if it's a real harm, like if it's a real deep harm. Sure. It's okay to seek help in in getting over that as well, and I don't want to say this next suggestion as like uh, like a pithy you know, oh you should definitely do this and this will make it all better. Right. But but I do think that um, exercising gratitude and mm-hmm. trying to take a, a position of gratitude for the things you have and for for your situation, um, no matter how bad it might have been, right, is a good way to start moving away from unforgiveness right. and toward reconciliation. Well, and even offering gratitude that the person, if it was a genuine apology, yes, took the time and cares enough about your relationship to take the time to do that. Yes. Even if you're not to the point 
or the memory is gone. And right. the memory may never be gone. And we're not suggesting that you go to someone who's been deeply wronged and say like, well, at least you have this. No. Or at least this didn't no, happen. No, no. Or we're not saying that you should live in the at least sentences. We're yeah. saying that there's space for you to exercise gratitude for something just to help move your perspective, right? right. To help shift your disposition so that you are more open to being well, forgiving. Well, and again, as disciples, if we are to mirror Christ, that's the goal. Like Romans 5, 8 always comes to mind, right? Like while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. And that's not an easy road. That's a lot of self-sacrifice. But I think it, it compels us to let go of the resentment mm. and to just offer that. And, and maybe it is just a simple, a simple prayer. Like, Lord, take this from me. Yes. Lord, I surrender this to you. Yeah. Lord, help me to move past this. Mm-hmm. And to earnestly desire it. Even if we aren't there, to earnestly desire it and to move to a place where we are desiring that and that we desire the good of the other person. And maybe that's it too, that we force ourselves to pray for the good of the other person. Yeah. I'm just seeing my children rolling their eyes at me right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. Mom, we've heard this already. But I think this moves us to the next question, is that sometimes that apology doesn't come. Yeah. What do we do then? Especially as our kids get bigger. Yeah. And they feel wronged by friends. Right. Kids are mean sometimes. They are. Yeah. Junior high is not my favorite. Yeah. It's no one's favorite. Let's just be honest. No one thinks to themselves, man, middle school was the best time of my life. I'm going to say this. If you had a great time in middle school, (laughs) please email us. We want to know who you are and where you went to school and what the magic formula is. Because, no, so much going on developmentally, psychologically, physically. It's awkward. It's just awful. But I'm sure some of us grownups can relate to this idea, too. Like, someone has wronged us and they have yet to apologize. Sometimes it's our children. Yeah. I don't know. But how do we then show mercy in the middle of that, mm-hmm. where the harm has not been repaired? Yeah. Because, again, if unforgiveness is so harmful to us, then holding on to that hurt, regardless of the action of the other, and especially for our children, too, like brooding over it. Sure. Not, not so good for the family dynamic. Right. Right. Like that makes for a very tense, <laughs> very tense family dynamic. So how do we how do we teach them and how do we yeah, then show mercy in the middle of that? And again, I think the first part of that is what I had talked about before, like give it to the father. Mm-hmm. Father, forgive them. I'm still not there, sure. but I'm I'm offering them to you. And on a practical level, I think it's important that for especially if they're little still or mm-hmm. even middle schoolers really that we really emphasize and talk about how we still exercise kindness toward, right. toward those people even if we're not in a state of being able to forgive them completely sure. it doesn't give us the right to be disrespectful or unkind mm-hmm. or uncharitable right so like just going through those motions of still continuing to show Christ's love right. even we don't feel like it it's really hard but if we if we can just like muster enough to do that it's a good starting point well and I think too and especially with middle school that if we can teach them to take it to the Lord to bring it home to us to a few trusted people that they're working through it with right and not be talking about it to everyone everywhere like do not be the town crier right like what that's right out of last week's gospel yeah but just take it to one person don't take it to the whole school right (laughs) and so 
even though we were harmed, even though that apology hasn't come, it doesn't give us the right yes. then to reciprocate harm. Yes. That is never okay. Mm-hmm. We can ask Jesus because we always do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's through his grace that any of this happens. In fact, um, I was catching up on my Bible in a year. We won't talk about how very, very, <laughs> very behind I am. Okay. It was a rough, rough spring. Okay. Last, not last night, but the night before. I was in Romans at the end of Romans and in Romans 15, 13 talks about me, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace by believing so that by the power of the Holy spirit, you may abound in hope. Mm. And so I think sometimes we want to white knuckle our way through this. Yeah. Alone. Alone. Independently. Right. With no hope. No. Yep. And we forget that mercy is a gift of the spirit. Amen. And so begging, beg, beg. Yep. Right? Yep. Like it's a divine gift. It's not just willpower. So remember that too. Yeah. Well, I think that's our challenge, right? To think about how we can practice this work of forgiveness mm-hmm. in our homes and with other people. And it's actually on 52sundays.com too. Oh, um, perfect. The challenge for the family today says take today's gospel to heart. Um, and, and it can be a favor or like someone owes you or something you loaned out was never returned. <laughs> you're not getting that CD back. It's just not coming back. Yeah. Right? And, and and if you're not ready, you yeah. know, think about these think about these steps, taking it to Jesus, surrendering it to the Father. Yeah. And being patient with yourself too. Yes. Exercising kindness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It isn't going to be instantaneous if there was a harm done. It's going to take some time. Yes. And the deeper the hurt, the longer the time. Amen. Yeah. So... Forgive a debt, or as Elsa says, let it go. <laughs> Sorry, Frozen Junior was our musical. I'm still still reeling from that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We are praying that your families experience the peace and freedom of forgiveness this week. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. And again, if you enjoyed middle school, write us and tell us how, why we want to know. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the Pime Missionary Sponsorships at a Distance program. This school year, become a Pime sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or seminarian. See how you can support a student in need at pimeusa.org slash 52 sponsorships.